Welcome to the Mikvah Minute, an Eden Center production with Gabrielle Hodes, an experienced Kala teacher and intimacy counselor, who will be discussing real-life questions around Mikvah and giving tips for improving the experience, which is exactly the goal of the Eden Center, to enhance the Mikvah experience and through it to promote the spiritual, emotional, physical, and sexual health of Jewish women and couples. Enjoy. Hi, everybody. There's been a lot of discussion about hygiene in the Mikvah. And can we or can't we go during Corona times? But no one's been talking about the other challenge, the fact that our kids are awake at all hours of the day and expect us to be home all the time. And when we want to go to the mikvah, all the questions of, mom, where are you going? Why are you taking a shower now? How do we respond? The truth is, I think that this question is relevant at all times, not just during COVID-19. I think that this question is not so much about Corona, but about how we approach our openness about sexuality, our bodies, mikvah, and intimacy with our kids. As a madrichat kalot, I find that the kalot who have been brought up in religious homes don't need to have kala lessons to learn hilchot kashrut in order to know how to run a kosher home. However, they do need to learn hilchot nida. They've absorbed the do's and don'ts of running a kosher kitchen through osmosis throughout their lifetime. They may not be aware that many of the practices that they do at home are stringencies, but due to the fact that everyone does them, they feel normal. For example, many people have two sinks or different colored cleaning sponges for dairy and meat, even though these are not absolute halacha. When we come to learn about Hilchot Nida, we're learning everything from scratch, everything from a text with no ingrained nuance of this is how my parents do it or this is how my community practices these laws. Many of my kalot are keen to learn which laws are Araita, which are Rabbanan, which are Chumrot, which are Minhag, as a way of gauging the importance of the Halachot, as they don't have any other way to gauge it. I think that we have the opportunity to change this by talking openly with our children about Tumah and Tahara, Nida, Mikvah from an early age. And by doing so, they'll have an appreciation of this mitzvah being an integral part of a Jewish family's life from a young age. But the big question is, is how do we do this? Why do we find it so difficult to talk to our kids about the mikvah? I think that there are many reasons for this. Some people just don't feel comfortable talking about anything pertaining to their bodies. This can often be connected to the way that they were educated or raised, the culture that they come from. And others feel that it's a private topic and it shouldn't be discussed. Maybe they were raised on fictitious stories that their mums would tell them when they were going to the mikvah, such as just going to visit a friend or I'm going to help out a lady, doing an errand, I'm going swimming. And they feel that they need to do the same or they're embarrassed and concerned that if their children know when they're going to the mikvah, then that means they'll make a direct connection to knowing when they are intimate with their husbands. It's important to remember that when we talk about period mikvah nida to our young children, they aren't making that connection between mikvah, nida, and intimacy. Of course, there are sugyot that discuss keeping our mikvah attendance discreet. However, it's really important to differentiate between discretion and privacy versus secrecy. We don't need to broadcast that we're going to the mikvah to our community WhatsApp group. But if we choose to share it with our kids in an appropriate way, for practical or educational purposes, then it's positively healthy. We choose what we want to share, how much to share, with which children and at what stages. And by discussing this private and intimate topic in a private and intimate way, we act as a role model for our children. So where do we start? I think we have a lot of different options and I'm just going to suggest a few different ideas. 
You can pick and choose, take on whatever feels appropriate to you and your family. When our kids come into the bed in the middle of the night or in the morning and fall through the two beds onto the floor and ask why the beds apart, we could simply answer, sometimes they're together and sometimes they're separate. For the slightly older child, you might want to say, when mummy's nidda, the beds are apart. When mummy's tahora, they're together. This answer could be followed by further questions by your child, yet frequently not. If they come back and ask you what does that mean, then the answer would vary depending on the, depending on the age of your child. Our answers can change with the age of our children, and we can ensure that we are literally just answering the question at hand. At the age that it seems appropriate to you, you could explain that when we get our period, we become nida. And in order to change our status, we need to count a certain number of days and then we go to the mikvah. At various points during our children's lives, different questions may arise. We want to keep the dialogue open so that our children feel comfortable to ask. If they want to know about the actual mikvah and what we do there, we may want to go into details of how we prepare or what a mikvah looks like. We could take them for a visit to the mikvah. And it might start by taking them with us just to Toivul Kalim and point out the mikvah for women next door. We may explain about chatitzot as we remove the stickers from the new pots and pans that we're toivling, and explain what removing chatitzot from our body entails. We may want to go to the mikvah on Erev Yom Kippur with our daughters, which gives them the opportunity to experience the mikvah for themselves as single young women. I know that for those of us who didn't start discussing these topics with our children when they were very young, find it difficult and slightly uncomfortable to open up the topic suddenly when they are teenagers. In this situation, we don't need to jump in and explain everything when we have never done so in the past. This could potentially feel uncomfortable for both the parent and the child. I think that when we can seize opportunities to discuss these topics, when the natural opportunity arises, then that's great. For example, our kids will often learn in Mishnayot or in Torah classes different things pertaining to mikvah, tumah, tahara. We can take this as an educational opportunity to elaborate about what we do or don't do nowadays. And that's where we can make them understand that it's all part of our Jewish household and Jewish way of life even today. If we start educating our young children about the fact that mommy goes to the mikvah and that taking a bath or a shower before is part of the preparation, then it becomes easier to continue that dialogue with them as they become older, as it has simply become a part of their everyday life, something that mommy does. It's not taboo, and the child isn't connecting it to intimacy, intimacy between mommy and daddy, but rather intimacy with one's own body and a way of connecting to God. Focus should always be on the actual question, rather than on all the surrounding information. If asked, why do you go? You can explain that a married woman needs to go to the mikveh according to the halacha. If she wants to know when, or he wants to know when you go, you might say it's seven days after finishing her period. The simpler and more open our communication about it is, the less taboo and awkward it will become. At this point, it's important to mention to your child that you're happy to answer his or her questions. However, it is a private topic that isn't for sharing with friends, but the mummy and daddy are happy to talk about it with them. You also may want to specify that it's a topic that you prefer to discuss one-on-one rather than around the family dinner table, that it's an intimate topic for an intimate discussion. And this way, we act as a role model teaching our children in a healthy way about mikvah at the same time as we're teaching them about boundaries, privacy, and how to share private things in an appropriate way. This may come as a surprise to you, but our kids generally figure things out themselves, inevitably either from friends, school, or the internet. 
if we can be the ones to talk about mikvah to our children and they see how we prepare, the mood in the house, the role that it plays in our lives, we can affect the way our children approach the mitzvah and the way they will pass it on to our grandchildren. Rather than our mikvah attendance being shrouded by fictitious stories, codes, secrecy and embarrassment, we can discuss it with pride and open communication. If we want to promote healthy body image and comfort with our own bodies, then healthy conversations about the halachot pertaining to our bodies is a good place to start. The comfort with which we can talk to our children about these things sends a very strong message that it's okay to talk to mummy and daddy. We become the address for talking about our bodies, changes, intimacy and sexuality. We send a message to our kids that they can be open with us about things that they are going through rather than them seeking other avenues. We are able to share with them the central Jewish values and halachot pertaining to our bodies, intimacy and sexuality in the Jewish home. Shabbat Shalom. The Mikvah Minute is produced by the Eden Center. Check out our website, www.theedencenter.com and send us feedback on this podcast to podcast at theedencenter.com. Thank you.